0: 060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au A
1: line of three on the bend. Gamelite just leads from Bundanoon. Down the outside, Black Irish. They straighten up. Gamelite in front. Clark goes to the whip. Gamelite has kicked away. Thorlobel closing fast. Gamelite in front with 50 to go. It's Gamma. Gamelite wins by three metres to Thorlobel.
2: Yes, I said to Chris yesterday, leading into the Inter Dominion of course series, which starts at Albion Park in December. We're going to play a lot of Inter Dominion finals over the years, and we just talked about Gamma Light, what a remarkable horse, as uh, Chris Barsby is about to link up with us. Chris, I looked at his record this morning: at 179 starts, Gamma Light for 94 wins, and back then in the 80s, he earned almost 1.4 million. But not only four SA Cups, that was the 84 Inter Dominion, he won two of them, but. He won so many feature races. His trainer was Leo O'Connor, who I didn't remember, I had to look that up, but yeah, Gamalite. Good morning to you. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm really well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He was an iron horse and he went everywhere as well, Gamalite. I think he raced in most states of Australia, plus New Zealand as well. And some of his battles with popular arm, well, they're just epic. So he's a, a great horse. And uh, the SA Cup, well, that's going to take uh, place coming up next week. We've got the heats tonight, and we're going to talk about these races uh, very shortly because Gerard Daffy's about to link in with us. So we've got a lot of races to get through. I do have some bad news, though. Mm-hmm. It's bad news. Oh, I
2: bets about Captain Ravishing disturbing stir me, is no,
1: it? No, 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 no. You've got a new horse. You've sort of... Captain Ravishing's always going to be there for you, but you've moved on. Your new favourite horse is never-ending. He's scratched tonight. Why? There's a little bit of... I wouldn't say it's a cold, but there was a little bit of mucus detected coming out of his nose, so Justin Prentice said he didn't want to take any risks going into the derby, so he's pulled him out tonight, mm. hoping that he'll get him right for the WA derby. was well,
2: it was $1. fifteen tonight. Yeah. Mr Smarty was clear second favourite, so he'd be almost odds on now, wouldn't he? Yeah, Jared will tell be... us in a minute.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: But so. let me just go through a few things, because you want to talk with Jared about tonight, of course, yep. the Gloucester and South Australia. Yep. Then Melton, of course, has a terrific meeting there with Queen Alita, system with these world-class drivers on Saturday night. You mentioned Ashburton on Monday with this Millwood Nike, Chris. Is it 16 mm. in a row, something like that? It's chasing on Monday at Ashburton?
1: Yeah, she goes around in another heat of the Neverly R Philly series. A cooter steps out, so we've got the Ashburton Flying Stake. So this is an all-important day for the New Zealand Cup. So uh, it's a it's a big day. It's a public holiday coming through on Monday in New Zealand. So big day at Ashburton. And on Sunday, we've also got heats of the Victoria Trotters Derby at Mirabarra as well. And they're coming from here, there and everywhere. There's good New Zealand interest. Graham Rogerson has got his good trotter. Love me too, stepping out. Queensland have got not as promised going around for Graham Dwyer. So there's a lot of good racing coming up over the next couple of days.
2: Just in relation to that young girl that we touched on, Olivia Thornley with Millwood Nike. And I mentioned this when I watched that last run of uh, her winning. uh, Just how she was so... Calm, you know, she's driving this boom horse. She was outside the lead, but she never panicked or took a long time to go for the horse. But it's like she knew what she had, un- what the horse had under its bonnet, and got there by about a half length at the end. But it was a pretty cold drive by her yeah. last start, uh,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. you know, she's the real deal. And uh, as I said, like the more she keeps winning, so she's got the Neverly R series, uh, coming up, the New Zealand Oak still to come. If she can continue this win streak that she's got going she's got to be in the conversation with a horse like Adore Me, uh, who was previously prepared by Mark Purden. She's one of the all-time greats Adore Me. Her record speaks for itself. But the way this filly is going, she's got to be sort of heading in that direction mm. now, and that conversation has got to start to grow. And uh, we'll, we'll track down Greg O'Connor between now and, and Cup Day, and uh, I'll get his thoughts on it and see if, you know, people over there are starting to compare... Millwood Nike to adore me, but uh, she's a great filly and uh, it's going to take a good one to beat her on Monday. Yeah,
2: she's by that sire, Captain Treacherous. I don't know if you've got these stats uh, close by, but I'd like, what's the best, the longest winning sequence of any horse in Australasia? The, the record, Chris. We might have to look into the, the books there somewhere. Um,
1: yeah, well, Courage Under Fire springs to mind quickly. So he was, what was he, about 24 before he got beaten? So that um,
2: was over 20. Yeah, um was definitely under I'll, I'll do a little bit, a little bit of searching mm. Jared Daffy is with us. he's probably blowing up because I'm talking too much good morning <laughs> Jared good, good morning. morning Chris morning Steve Hello. just listening to that race uh, the gamma one Ray Ewings was the caller I was the caller I said to Chris I wasn't sure yeah that was him yeah of course Ray's got a couple of decent Greyhounds at the moment one of them got beaten at about dollar 20 during the week though ran second. Yeah, but
3: um... been in Victoria he's always had a handy dog right
2: mm. Anyway, a lot to look through, look at, um, Jared, with Chris this morning. Well, Mm.
1: with Globe Derby tonight because we've got the SA Pacing Cup heats, Jared. So races five and six of these heats, and it looks like we need a little bit of help with heat one because there's quite a few in the market here. Current favourite is where's the gold? Emma Stewart two seventy. We've got Hot Deal three thirty. Perfect Stride four twenty. Five fifty Alderman Vinny. Six dollars Artillery. So where's the money going here?
3: Money is with Where's the Gold? Uh, The Emma Stewart train, Where's the Gold? It opened at 360, so it was uh, third, equal second favourite then. Hot deal was 320, perfect stride was 360, and Where's the Gold? 360, it's into 270. Uh, The other two, hot deal, just out marginally to 330. Perfect stride's gone out somewhat, it's out to 420. Ultimate Vinny's been 440, out to 550, and the other one in the market there, artillery, Six did touch eight and come back into six, so there's a little bit of interest there, but uh, most centers around number ten where's the goal.
1: okay, so that first heat looks fairly open there's certainly chances. second heat, polar opposite, uh, fairly clear cut here, like a wildfire, one dollar twenty and platinum mm. stride five dollars they're the only two in the mix here.
3: Well, it opened a dollar twenty-two like a wildfire. It's a dollar twenty, but that's only a, a tightening up of the percentages. That's nothing. Uh, the other one, Platinum Stride, opened at five. It's still five. Uh, subsequently, most of the others are right out the gate. Uh, Assassinator's been eleven out to fifteen. Sahara Tiger, eleven out to thirteen, and Western Sonador, nineteen. Oh, there's been a Bit of interest there. It's into 17, but looks like most expected to win like a wildfire. Hence the price, a dollar 20.
1: Okay, it's a good card tonight at Globe Derby. Nine races. They've got heats of the Derby, heats of the Trotters Cup. Just scanning the the card overall. Has there been any major market mover at this point?
3: Actually, I must admit, I didn't have a look apart from the two main races we were going to have a look at, so I can't help you there.
1: OK, well, we'll watch that throughout the afternoon to see where the money is going. What about Melton tonight? Steve mentioned Queen Alita. She steps out going around in race number four. This is the matriarch that... Uh, oh, the Maori Miss, I should say, that she's stepping out. She's already won the matriarch. Uh, she's a clear favourite, dollar ten, And just for my uh, reckoning here, the only other runner that's given any sort of hope here is Visionary. At Eleven dollars, but it is one-way traffic.
3: Actually, I may have misunderstood what you said there. There are those two races that we were going to have a look at tonight at Gloucester Park, and you mentioned earlier Never Endings out. It was a dollar twenty at that stage. So by default, Mr Smarty, which was four sixty, it's now a dollar forty. So that looks a gimme, doesn't it? That's race five, and in race six, uh, this is a rather bizarre betting race. Stormy Skies has got the pole. It opened at twelve. It's into three ten. The favourite there, Cyclone Charlotte, number seven, has been 150 out to 180, uh, taking the mickey still around about that $8.50 mark, and the second pick, Steno, at 480. So that's a pretty decent move in, in a decent race. Stormy Skies... 12 into 3.10. That's race six at Gloucester Park tonight.
1: Okay, so there's good racing tonight uh, right around the country. Globe Derby, Gloucester Park, Melton tonight. Let's focus on tomorrow night now. Good free-for-all coming up at Albion Park, race nine. The track record holder is the favourite. He's second up, Black Sedans. He's at $1.55. We've got Deus X 4.40. Next best is Send It, dollars $9, Mr. McLaren. Is there any sort of push for Black Sedans?
3: well there's a push away uh, opened dollar $1.40 clearly uh, most think that was just too short because he's out to 155 now aphorism number 2 has been 18 into 950 so that's worth a mention uh, 3 cented 18 into 750 uh, do a Six Number Five has been 420 out to 440, and Mr. McLaren 750 out to nine. So it looked like it looks like that favourite was just too short. Hence some specking for some others there, in particular Number Two Aphorism Chris, which has been 18 into 950.
1: Okay, move there for Aphorism. Menangle An tomorrow night. Good card there. Uh, more heats or semi-finals, I should say, of the Breeders' Challenge. They've got their big day coming up Sunday week, so they've got a Super Sunday next week. The Kevin Robinson Free for All is Race Six, and this is a good. Mm. Braveview Kelly 250, 330 about time, Typo 340 and then we're going out to Bubba Scrub $10. So Braveview Kelly the Star Mare favorite 250.
3: They all open $3 uh, that trio, Braveview Kelly, Typo and About Time. So I guess we just sit back and see what happens. Well it, it has happened. Braveview Kelly now into 250, Typo out to 340, About Time out to 330. There has been some support at a big price for Mac Da Vinci, number six. Now, it was 41 into 19 uh, yesterday, and this morning updates at $14. So for exotic players, quaddies, etc. Definitely look at throwing that one in, but of the three favourites, Brave U Kelly is the one, three into 250.
1: All right, Geelong tomorrow night, it's cup night there, and several that contested last week's Victoria Cup are on the back-up, including the favourite for this race, Rock and Roll Do. He's at $1.75, Mac Dan 4.40, Major Moth at 4.60, Beyond Delight
3: 8.50. When the market went up, Rock and Roll Do opened at 190, and both Major Moth and Macdan were at $4.00. He's obviously into 175, so he's been the targeted one early. The other two have got out uh, a little bit. Major Moth out to 4.60 now. Mac out to 4.40. Beyond the Light hasn't moved at $8.50, and that's pretty much it there. Outlaw Man, few bets there from 12 into 11, but quite clearly the one they want to be with there is Rock and Roll Do.
1: OK, the Trotters Cup is race five there at Geelong. One overall favourite, 195. Harry Stamper, 360. Kai Valley Hotspur at 390. So just looking at it, if we're building the multi, Gerard, what are we going to go with uh, this weekend?
3: We're going to go with tonight at Gloucester Park, race six, number one, Stormy Skies at $3.10. Uh, tonight in heat one of the pacing cup at Globe Derby, uh, Number ten, that's race five, number ten, where's the gold, which is currently at two seventy. And we'll finalize it with Menangle, race six, number one, Brave You Kelly, currently at two fifty.
1: Okay, so that's Stormy Skies, Where's the Gold, and Brave You Kelly. So that's Gloucester Park Globe, Derby, and Menangle. I'll leave you with one for today, Jared. I'm all ears. You ready? We're gonna I'm go ready. Race four, number ten, rock on rocky. So okay. that's our go today. If we get even money, I think that's fair shopping.
3: Well, you may as well uh, hold sway there, talk amongst yourselves, and I'll look the price up as it is right now. Race 4. Uh, 2.23 start time for that race. 2.23, race 4, number 10, and the current $1. ninety. So it's not far away from even money, but I think I'll take the $1. ninety and go and do something else.
1: Yep, that's our go today. So race 4, number 10. Hey, Jared, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, guys. There's Gerard Daffy from TAB joining us. You can check out all those prices and much more by going to the website, tab.com.au. So there's a lot to look forward to as far as big races, so those futures markets. We've got the New Zealand Cup, the Inter Dominion, obviously, and there's a number of other features that are being catered for, so make sure you check out the website. Ryan Spice joins us each and every Friday morning. He's online now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Christopher. How are we? Very well. Firstly, before we focus on the weekend, just uh, your take uh, on last week's Victoria Cup?
0: Uh, Super race. I love how they all finished uh, bunched up. Very exciting. Great uh, mile rate overall. I think um, from a Larry perspective, you know, brave once again. You can't ask much more of him.
1: Yeah. The other one that I wanted to ask you about, just from last weekend as well... Swayze, um, he was tremendous winning first up at Menangle. And when you sort of analyze those times and sectionals that he was able to run, he looks like he's right on track for the New Zealand Cup.
0: Chris, he sure does. That first up performance was scintillating. It's scary to think, but he actually may have improved off his winter yeah. campaign. So, yeah. Watch out for the... Are they still planning on doing the double New Zealand Cup into Inter-Dominion? I
1: I believe so. I hope so. Because uh, if he comes across uh, or returns for the Inter-Dominion, I think that's going to be a great series.
0: Yeah, it'd be good to have two stars going head-to-head. Yeah,
1: absolutely. All right, we've got a big weekend of action coming up. Where do we want to uh, focus on? Chris,
0: just one main bet for me for the weekend. It actually comes up on Saturday night down in Victoria at the Geelong meeting in the Trotters' Cup. I'm really keen on the chances of Number Nine, one overall. That's Greg Sugars taking the drive for Jess Tubbs. This fella's sort of roughly around the dollar ninety even money quote at the moment. I expect his price to continue to drift as the market percentage comes out. But he just loves a long staying trip, loves the stand. He's got a super record over both, and uh, I reckon this race sets up really nicely for him.
1: Okay, so we're just playing the one this weekend. One overall, that is race five, horse nine, and he's 195 with tab fixed price right now. Yeah, mate, that'll do us. All right, nice and easy there, race five, number nine. I appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk next week. Cheers, mate. There's Ryan Spice joining us. So uh, just the one bet this weekend for him, and that's one overall in the Geelong Trotters Cup. Okay, Andrew Spagnolo is about to join us now from tab. Andrew, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, we'll start with a couple of these markets. Just on that Geelong Cup tomorrow night, uh, Rock and Roll do 175, and we'll sort of pull apart the Victoria Cup from last week. So no doubt that was a big result for you guys with the winner going off at such a huge price. Yes, as the uh,
4: bookies would say, we, we,
1: we played for a split, so to speak,
4: between Rock and Roll Do and Leap to Fame, and um, we, we got the results. There were a few admirers of the winner, particularly in the all-in book. So he didn't actually go around unnoticed, but come the jump time, he definitely did get out to a rather crazy price.
1: OK, how nervous were you at the top of the lane last week when Rock and Roll Do and Leap to Fame straightened head and head together? It was looking red or red. It just, <laughs> it just One of them was in bold, the other one was in italics. Either way, it wasn't going
4: to be a good time.
1: All right, so Rock and Roll is on the backup tomorrow night in the Geelong Cup. He's 175. Does he get the job done here tomorrow night?
4: Personally, I think he's a bit of a risk. I think they'll use Major Moss early and hence, at, at the very least, Rock and Roll do the outside the leader. Uh, that's my take on it and that's why I do think and, and probably his general racing pattern perhaps as well, that he might be a risk or he simply might just be a class above uh, what appears to be the, the almost B grade of the um, the Grand Circuit or the, the the true open class horses. That said, he's sort of proven in these sort of races and even better than this, so we'll, we'll know a lot more after the race, but I do think he could be a tiny risk tomorrow night.
1: Okay. And just on last week's Victoria Cup, has that result... Uh, severely altered betting for ID 23 now. Well, listening to your comments earlier about Swayze,
4: he was probably the only significant firmer of the night. And I guess um, given Leap to Fame and Rock and Roll do got beat, that sort of makes sense. So normally you wouldn't see the horse that wins a um, substandard, if you like, free-for-all um, come out and, and firm in, in either a New Zealand Cup or an Inter Dominion. But that's exactly what happened. Leap to Fame did, did drift out. I think, as Ryan touched on, he lost no admirers, but I guess at the end of the day, he has been the beaten favourite a few times now. So he went out to 250. Rock and Roll Do but went out to 11, dollars which perhaps is a bit long.
1: And Yak yeah, now was the only significant firmer from the Victoria Cup. Okay. do, do you expect, or can we expect, uh, more change between now and December one when the series kicks off? I think we'll only see significant
4: change if uh, one of the key runners announced they're not going. Um, for instance, with, with Leap to Fame, given it's his, his backyard, there's probably no need to take him on this far out. So I can't imagine price-wise he would go um, in or out. However, if it was to be announced that Swayze, Rock and Roll do, or even to a lesser extent, Act Now, Catch A Wave and Co aren't going, then we, we may see fluctuations as a result of
1: that. Okay. I want you to indulge me here because uh, this has been at the top of my brain all week long. So if you could frame a market for the 2023 Australian Harness Horse of the Year, uh, who would be favourite? Would it be Leap to Fame? Would it be Catch a Wave? Or is there something else that I've missed?
4: Uh, Great question. And this is what probably makes the Inter-Dominion this year perhaps even more exciting than than others or there's, there's going to be byproducts as a result of who wins it. And what I mean by that is... As it currently stands, I would have thought Catch a Wave has the resume, um, given he won the Chariots and the Miracle Mile. Uh, Leap to fame, he's been probably the best run in every race he's gone in this season, but I think he's only won the Rising Sun and perhaps that, that race afterwards at the Sunshine Sprint. Yeah. And then you've got in Cypher, she's won Harness Racing's biggest race ever. So I believe whoever wins into Dominion will be crowned Horse of the Year. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I, at the start of the week, I was thinking it's a race in two between Leap to Fame and catch Catchaway. Catchaway probably has the nose in front because I think, as you just outlined, the Chariots and Miracle Mile probably uh, outrank the, uh, uh, the Rising Sun and the Sunshine Sprint victories for Leap to Fame. But then someone posed a question to me. If Swayze goes to yeah, New Zealand, cool. wins the New Zealand Cup, then comes back, contests the Inter-Dominion and wins that following on from his victory in the Blacks of fake, automatically he's going to be the horse of the year.
4: Yeah, great call. And I shouldn't have missed him. He, he, he 100%, should he win either of those races, perhaps he's going to be horse of the year. Mm. So, um, it, it, like I said, it really does shape as one of the, the better interdoms we've had in recent years.
1: And I think the Trotters is equally important as well because I think this is going to go right down to the wire between Just Believe and Queen Alita. Both have been uh, really strong this year. I think she's now got seven Group One wins. She's had a, a wonderful season. She's got another feature race at a mercy tonight. Queen Alita. Just believe he's won a couple of real big ones. He is the defending Inter Dominion champ. I think he's won three Group Ones and he's been to, to Europe to contest some of their most prestigious trotting races. So I, I know there's not a great deal between. Them. I think it's three dollars three fifty, just believe, over Queen Alita. This this is going to be interesting in lead up to uh, the series kicking off here. Who actually will start the favorite?
4: Definitely, and it's very similar to probably the previous example. If, if one of them are to win the Inter-Dominion, you, you believe um, without a doubt they'll be crowned horse of the year. It'll get pretty interesting if somehow both of them get beat in the, in the final. So watch this space, but once again, we're, we're probably in for one of our
1: better uh, inter carnivals if all are fit and well. Um, come series time. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, one final one just on the markets for the weekend. The free for all tomorrow night at Albion Park. Black Sedans favourite one fifty five. Jerry just said there's a a, a push away from him. Uh, aphorism's been specked at odds. Uh, Deus X is right in the mix here four forty. So this, I know it's only a field of six, so it's small, but uh, this is going to be a really competitive race by the look of it. Most definitely.
4: I thought Blacksad Dean's when I watched it live was a little bit disappointing. But then when I watched the replay, he actually came again in the straight, perhaps more indicative of how good the leaders went in regards to the change up speed they showed, and the fact that he sort of fought on late, hopefully showed that he just needed the run. And as we all know, it's it's, it's you can't come into these races, particularly racing such great horses, and, and sit parks, unless you're a hundred percent fit and ready to go. So we'll learn a lot more tomorrow night. The biggest question mark for me would just be if he can hold up. I think, I think he can. And if he does hold up, I think you'll see a much sharper horse. And hopefully, as far as the Queensland chances go for the Dominion, I hope he makes a bit of a statement.
1: Yeah, I think he needs to as well. So that's going to be a, a very interesting race there tomorrow night. Hey, Andrew, really appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. We'll touch base again next week
4: sounds good thanks chris
1: here's andrew spagnolo from the tab so like i said if you want to check out those markets just go to the tab.com.au and you'll be able to find them under that harness racing uh, little uh, portfolio there darren clayton joins us each and every friday he's online with us now darren good morning good morning chris so a dollar 55 and he's on the way out for this free-for-all tomorrow night at albion park black sedans what are your thoughts
5: well, if he's on the way out, I'll just wait till he gets out to a bit better price then because I, I thought he was a, a good thing there tomorrow night. I don't think he should have any problem in leading. Even if he does get crossed, I think he there'll be enough uh, early speed with him trying to bustle through anyway that he just pops out and, and goes for the retake and then just uh, power running display out in front, which we know he can do.
1: OK. Uh, what about the uh, the Trotters race tomorrow night? I find this intriguing. I think this is the best race on the card tomorrow night, race four. So several our uh, several of our Queensland hopefuls for ID23, they're putting their claims on the line. And uh, this has drawn together a good race. And given how it's set up with the barrier draw, um, there's a few that are facing, you know, difficult tasks here. So what are your thoughts on the Trotters free-for-all?
5: Yeah, really good race. And like you said, last week it was a good race as well. Um, And good to start to see these good trot races getting a bit earlier in the card as well, rather than being tucked away out the back, which we sort of uh, used to see. But um, really interesting, the fact that Sugar and Spice is such a brilliant gate speed mare, she's drawn wide in gate six, but driver change this week as well, with Chantel Turpin um, taking the reins and Pete opting to go with Gus. Um, That, without knowing exactly, that probably could be more to do with... um, Gus just being a bit of a handful and learning his craft at the moment rather than sort of reading into it that he may be the better horse at this stage because Sugar and Spice under mobile conditions she's an absolute jet and uh, we saw her win a, a feature race earlier this year so I can see her sort of getting across pretty quickly and um from there she'll get her chance in front uh majestic lavros he's the big query he was really good first up um, about six weeks ago now we haven't seen him since inside the second line makes it pretty tricky for him if my old Manetti gets crossed or gets it a little bit wrong where majestic lavros ends up in the run certainly a bit of a query um, sir fahrenheit's going okay majestic harry he's on the way back uh pretty he's had two trials first was was pretty good the second one very sharp his second trial ran good time uh, 56 and 6 and not really overly pushed so it looks like he's come back in good order just perhaps he was a little bit flat during the winter but he certainly looks much sharper and then down the bottom we've got Adele she was super last week Um, I was keen on her chances she delivered in spades and Chloe Butler takes the drive this time with Nathan Dawson away on Australian driving championship duties for Queensland so Chloe gets the drive. She has driven uh, Adele before and was a winner so I've got no concerns there at um, going again with Adele as a good bet in that race. Just the way it all shapes I think she has the runs on the board and can get it done for us tomorrow night.
1: Okay, map wise, do you have Sugar and Spice leading?
5: I do. I think she has the speed to, to carve across, especially at the 2100 start. Um, You can get across out wide there Pretty good And I think um, Sort of Lisa Castleton can get out okay A couple of those others Not as quick My ultimate Eddie We know he can certainly get out And has led before as well But um, You know He he is up in grade And um, If Sugar and Spice comes carving across Well That's a perfect horse to take a sit on
1: Okay Any concern with Sugar and Spice 2,138 metres
5: Um is this a loaded question, Chris? You got me last week <laughs> with the way we go when I, when you said the 2100 and I said no concerns, but it obviously was. But no, I, I think it should be okay. She has led and won uh, at the 2100 previously and run good time. Um, she ran a 59.4 uh, mile for the 2100, which is good going for the trotters. And yeah, I, she probably needs to be proven at this higher level at the two thousand one hundred, but from what I've seen so far, I think you know she's she's certainly going to be right in the thick of it. But uh, I just think the way Adele's going, uh, Adele is the one to beat. Okay,
1: just with ID twenty three, how long do you think racing Queensland will leave it before uh, they announce whether they're going to go with you know twenty four or thirty six? So either two heats or three heats. How long do you think they'll leave it before? you know, we know whether it's two or three heats.
5: Uh, well, reading between the lines when you interviewed David Brick, it sounded like they were going to sort of give it, you know, as as long as possible, but uh, I'm not sure whether that's the right play. I think it needs to be a, a pretty clear-cut definition early on so people can actually, you know, sort of plot their course on what they need to do to lift their ranking or not because... Right now, if you're, say they go with three heats and you're at 35, um, with natural attrition, you'd expect to, to end up around about the 30, maybe even in the high 20s as it is. Um, whereas if it's only two heats and you're on that cusp of, say, 35, well, you need to start finding races that are going to get your rating or ranking up. So um, I, I think it needs to be, while I applaud the idea of, um, being flexible enough to say that, you know, if we, if we, the horses are there, we can go with it. I think it needs to be defined pretty soon so that trainers and connections uh, get the opportunity to really map their course over the next six weeks.
1: Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, the other thing, and this may be crazy and not even possible, but could they just run 30, um, so three heats of 10? Is that possible? Do you know?
5: Um, I, couldn't see why not Um, I think the way it's gone um, well with the 36 for the paces uh, they opted for nine so that they weren't uh, over the the mile the mile sprint trips in the heats will have nine in them um, rather than having having to have 12 horses over the mile that's why they went there so one extra horse is probably not too much of a concern for the trotters in a sprint heat so yeah, definitely something that could be looked at.
1: All right, we'll track down uh, David Brick for next week. What about uh, another feature or highlight race tomorrow night, Albion Park, Race 6, the Band 4, Band 2 race? Uh, several in horses, and uh, th- this is going to be run at a, a really good tempo.
5: It is, Chris, and it's, it's really tricky to work this out because Big Skewy, as good as he is going, unfortunately just lacks that little bit of zip off the gate. So... Where does he end up and um, with that in mind and a few of those draw wider, I think they'll, they'll be prepared to chance their arm early to, to get across and get ahead of him. Um, you know, he's won his past three starts but it's a big concern. Classy Washington, uh, he was back to winning form last week. He's one of those horses that just sort of always seem to, to have something go against him but last week it all was in his favour and, and scored a really good win. Lord rise probably a little bit plain last time. His two first up seconds were good. Uh, high voltage, He's probably holds the, the keys to the early battle, I think, just with his early speed. We have seen him um, sort of settle a little bit over the 2100 in recent times too, where previously he get a little bit fired up when he gets out and, and really bustled off the arm. Uh, I can see sort of map-wise that... Um, they blast him off and look for cover and there'll be plenty of there that will be uh, keen enough to to go forward and lead that race so um, it certainly makes it an interesting one in that regard and and under that scenario I thought high voltage gets across first probably can then hand up to um, either Lord Zarias or Classy Washington and that would put Big Skewy in a world of hurt and probably Matt Elkins Needing to look to get out But um, I don't think he's going to have the speed So uh, I'm with Classy Washington in that race I was happy enough with that run last week I thought that was really good And you just go back through his form Like I say, he sort of had things not really go in his favour You look at some of the races where he's placed it has been behind horses Leap to fame Tim's a trooper um, You know, all good horses and, and right the way through Just not much gone his way So I'm keen to stick with him here to go back to back
1: okay where do we find your best bet on the card tomorrow night
5: it's in the mares race race eight comes up in the shape of number 10 aphrodite uh, She backs up from Tuesday, um, thought initially perhaps a little flat in that run, but uh, going back and looking at it just the way it panned out probably wasn't always going to be against her. She gets back to her own sex here, um, and you look at those drawn sort of inside, probably one to five, um, you know, probably even most of that front line. To be fair to them, not a great deal of depth there. Aphrodite, she was shooting for that hat trick on Tuesday, just come up against a good one I think she can bounce back here and gets the right trip to do so so race uh, eight horse ten Aphrodite
1: okay the dashboard is that up on the RQ website
5: it is up and about bit like you Chris it is up and about and um, we've got all the information there we've got uh, driver to follow this week Pete McMullen I thought it was a bit of a toss-up there's a couple of handy ones handy drivers with good books but Pete McMullen I think he gets the the nod out of revelry away we go black sedans all solid chances as is tail or toll in the last so um he's the driver to follow we've got the best bet quaddies and uh all the other information race two probably the best exotic race to follow there tomorrow night with away we go looking to lead all the way back to the mile chris all important
1: yes indeed so uh drawn barrier one mile his race to lose tomorrow night. Race two, number one, away we go. So he's the driver to follow Pete McMullen. He does have a really good book. Um, just on the, the carnival, the summer carnival, it, it's not all that far away. In fact, we're only a couple of weeks away from the, uh, the heats of the peak of the creek being run. If you would have asked me last week how are we looking as far as depth is concerned for this series, and this is a good series, and it's great to see owners and trainers getting around it because it seems to get bigger and better uh, year after year... But just in the last week, it's amazing to see how many horses are being aimed for this series. So I think the heats take place on October 31, so uh, Tuesday week, and then the the final will be run on the Saturday night. So I think that's going to be a very strong series. A couple of nice horses trialling today. and We've seen a couple earlier in the week go around, and they're all aiming towards the peak of the creek. I think it's going to be a good race this year.
5: Yeah, well, it's only um, young in terms of, of new races about and you look at the horses that have won it already very progressive horses that have gone on with it unfortunately a couple of those have gone to North America and we haven't get to seen them really go on with it but um, you know you have a look at them it's uh, and the race has been tinkered with a little bit again this year. It was, it was Thursday night heats into the Saturday. This year we go back to a Tuesday heat into the, the Saturday. And uh, it's all important that getting that time on the board as well in the heat because uh, this series you get to pick your own barrier based on uh, time and your qualification. So it uh, adds that extra dimension. And um, the three-year-old race... On Saturday, tomorrow night, there'll be a few coming out of that. We'll head to it as well. So, um, like you say, there's plenty of nice horses um, aiming up towards it. And it's going to be a super little race. So, like you said, October 31. So, uh, nominations for that will effectively be out next Thursday. So, um, yeah, be keen to see how many heats and how they all shape up. Some Mm. very nice horse flesh going around.
1: raised, normally on the Thursday night. Barrier draw conducted uh, after the heats are run, but it is on the Tuesday this year, so it is a little bit different. So the horses get a little couple of or they get a little bit of extra time to to regroup uh, following their run and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the drivers sort of tackle that because as you said, times are important, so uh, just with those couple of extra days off, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they change their mindset. Just on that three-year-old race tomorrow night, who are you tipping in that?
5: Oh... I've gone with always smoking, um, map dependent. I, I think he gets to the front and that gives him his opportunity uh, to either take a sit over the 2100 or or take them all the way. I thought he was good enough first up. Not sure where the Bowdoin Blues is at um, and the fact that Pete's opting to drive Sweet Georgia Brown over the Bowden Blues. Grant Dixon picks up the drive on that runner. So the Turpin McMullen Stable certainly hold a strong hand in that race, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with always and I just think probably gets more options in the run from that gate.
1: OK. Uh, and as you mentioned, we've got the Australian Drivers' Championship tomorrow night down in Tassie. Uh, Nathan Dawson, as we know, he's the leading driver uh, in the country right now. He's got 337 wins for the year. So if he can... Um, well, he's going to win that title, there's no doubt, because we've only got uh, just on two months to go, so November and December. But if he can win this title tomorrow night... That's a big season, like winning that, that series. And I know it all comes down to luck, getting the right horses, all that sort of stuff. But to claim that in the same year that you're going to win a national driver's premiership and by a huge margin, that that's good going.
5: Yeah, it certainly is. He's, um, he's certainly put in the time, that's for sure. And he, he's going around at every meeting. And But not only that, he's, he's getting horses home that... Um, you know, he's not always on favourites. Yesterday, Ideal Tiger, three fence at Redcliffe, and um, he found a way out and it paid $11 and, and won the race. He got a double yesterday, a double the night before. Um, you know, he's just he's just been in the zone for so long and hopefully it continues for him on Saturday night and, and both he and Shane can have a really good night down at Launceston. And then he comes back Sunday to Maryborough with the drive in the... Um, Victoria Trotters derby so Can you give it a chance yeah. uh London to a bricks a very nice horse but he's he's gone to another level since he's come to Queensland so this will be a really good test I think of just where um, you know those trotters up here measure up away from our home soil so looking forward to that race and Um, Good luck to to Graham Dwyer, the trainer, and connections there who are having a throw at the stumps.
1: Yeah, that's race eight on Sunday at Meriburra. He is number five, not as promised, but he is up against a couple of good ones. Uh, Darren just mentioned London to a brick. The locomotive also goes around in that heat as well. So we'll watch with interest there. Hey, it's a big weekend coming up uh, and it continues on Monday as well with uh, the big uh, Ashburton Flying Stakes Day. So we look forward to all that and we'll have plenty to talk about next week as well. Enjoy the weekend and we'll touch base uh, next week.
5: Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. Six weeks today to heat one of the Interdom.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that. So there's Darren Clayton joining us for mobile rolling on this Friday morning.